am Tina McElroy Anza, and welcome to Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. I'm here, as always, happily, with my partner and my friend, my podcast uh, co-host, my um, co-editor on Meeting at the Table, uh, my friend and my uh, Golden Girl Spellman friend, and my college freshman college roommate. Wanda you had to throw Golden Girl in there, Tina? Come on now. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> you know, you know, we claim this. You know, uh, uh, we'll, we'll have we'll have to tell our guests about this later on. But you know, we grab back old. We love we love old and golden and mm. silver and all of that. So, Thank what you been up to, Wanda? Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, I I haven't been up to much. I'm I'm getting ready to go on vacation. I'm going to go visit the, the newlyweds in Florida. How long do newlyweds stay newlywed? Because they've got a one year anniversary coming up. So. Yeah, they better, they better newlywed quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the real question is, how are you? Because you've been hosting company. You've been gallivanting around your island, curating cultural experiences for your friends and all that. So how are you doing? <laughs> Phew, child. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Well, the first thing I have to tell you is, this, well, all of it was wonderful. It's just that you and I are not, you know, used to uh, uh, being out uh, a lot of, uh, we old chicks know our limits. But uh, as you can see, I am wearing beautiful earrings. And I have to tell you, they are a gift from your and my sister friend and uh, Spelman College President Emeritus. Uh, and that would be Dr. Janetta B. Cole. And her hubby, who, who was uh, traveling with her, the two of them, oh, they're so adorable. Uh, they were traveling and uh, they wanted an experience. She called me uh, and, you know, when Dr. Janetta B. Cole calls you, you listen. No, 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 and, no, 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 no. She called me because she couldn't find you. All right. <laughs> and so she I'm trying to, oh, Janetta Cole is calling me. Uh, how can I find Tina? <laughs> <laughs> she tracked she tracked me down yeah so, um, yeah. yeah so she, she came and she had asked me to curate a uh Geechee Gullah Gullah Geechee experience for her here on St. Simon's Island for her and her husband and you know I was just I was thrilled to do that so I collected some folks who could you know talk to them local folks who could really give them the lowdown and we went a couple of places and looked looked at some some historic things took some uh pictures at the school and we had lunches and dinner for like four days I mean woo child you know I'm not you know That's I'm not a used lot. to going out and That's I'm not a used lot to Mm -hmm. You know that. And uh, so, but it was, it was really fun. And then I had uh, friends uh, who were in the area. Uh, not to tell you, my little school girls, I love them so much, Wanda. She and her husband were in Savannah and they had to go back to Atlanta to catch their flight. And they came a hundred miles south to see me and then had to drive back. So <laughs> the, the hubby of the group was looking at his watch. He was the driver. Mm -hmm. So they, they only stayed a few hours and it was just, that was wonderful. So, phew. Child, I just have you have I, just I've been a social butterfly. I, I, that's what I was gonna say. A social butterfly. Well, let me just say this: the first night you were out with Janetta Cole, <laughs> I waited for you to call me. I waited. I'm like, it's it's dark out there. You know how our parents <laughs> you gotta be home before the street lights come. I'm like, where is Tina? She's not home. Nine o'clock came. Nine thirty came. Ten o'clock came. Ten thirty. Maybe about eleven o'clock. You were dragging your butt back in the house. I said, Tina, let me tell you something. I feel like the parent of teenagers, you know how when the, when the teenagers are out, even if they don't live with you anymore, like if they're off to college or something, 
I still can't go to sleep until they come in the house, even though they, you know, I don't know what they're doing when they're not here. So I felt like that. I felt like the parent of a teenager who couldn't get enough sleep. So I was so glad when you called me and told me you were either home or on the way home because I was tired. I well, it was harder, you know, I felt like a teenager myself with my mama's call, you know, at quarter to 11 for the first time ever. You know, and on top of that, Dr. C and her husband was staying on my end of the island. So after we had dinner one night, you know, the, the, the our guest who was uh, uh, a jazz watch, he's a wonderful uh, preservationist. He's, he's uh, Geechee Gullah. His mother's from Zappalo. His father's from St. Simon's Island. And so, you know, we had all these people and he would say, oh, yeah, Tina, you know, y'all on the same end of the island, uh, Dr. C and uh, and uh, J.D., just follow Tina home. And I was thinking, oh, God, not only am I driving this way, I'm responsible for Dr. Cole and her husband getting home safely. Girl, you should have seen me. I was just like this. Just, I know you, you know, were. wheel holding it. I, I did. But I got I got them home and I got myself home. And it was like, okay. it was like really wonderful. Oh, it really was. Okay, okay. You know? Hey, Tina. You know. Huh? Where'd you, get, where'd you get those earrings? Oh, yeah. These are the earrings. Aren't they beautiful? South mm-hmm. African earrings. Uh, Janetta. Is known for, Af- for her connection to African art and African African art because she was the director of the African Museum, the African yeah the African American Museum. But she's African. an anthrop but she's also an anthropologist by she is yeah by yeah. trade by yeah. trade she's an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. So she's interested in all of that, and she 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 blessed me with these beautiful earrings after uh, she had been here mm-hmm. on the island. So I mean I couldn't have asked for anything else. And people who you know when y'all listen look at the uh, YouTube of uh, this episode, you will see that once again, Wanda and I are vibing. We had no idea we were both going to be wearing red, but I wore red to show off my earrings. Wanda just wore red because she looks good in it. It was the first thing I pulled out of the closet. <laughs> Tina, I did not yes. have the kind of excitement you've been having, but I curated, I I curated something. I curated a gospel cruise for the old folks at my church. We call ourselves the Young at, Young at Heart Ministry. And I am the events coordinator for them. Of course. So we yeah. went, as, as they say in Savannah, down the river. Went down different. the river. That's what they call it, down the river. It's, you know, I don't know how, what river goes up and down. I, I don't know how, I don't think rivers flow up and down. But anyway. <laughs> Excuse me, except the St. John's River in Florida. It flows north. Yeah, but in Savannah, they call it down the river. So anyway, down the river. Yeah. We, you know, it could be anywhere, Wanda. And if the folks call it down the river, they call it down the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we, they, they, they do a, a cruise on the Georgia Queen, a gospel cruise every Monday. There's a wonderful gospel choir and they engage the audience and there's um, Southern cuisine and low country dinner uh, buffet dinner. So you get to eat, you get to fellowship with people, you get to listen to the music. Some people in the audience were invited to sing a few bars of some of the gospel songs. I didn't, um, but my pastor did <laughs> and some other people. I know you share, you share that with your pastor. He has a good voice. Yeah. He's very good yeah. and very present. Well, you know, what? Uh, gospel is one of, the, one of Wanda's favorite music. Yeah. Y'all may have learned that if you saw the last show of, of, uh, Getting to know you? Yeah. Is that what we uh-huh. call it? Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, so um, so that's what I did. But I'm looking forward to our guest today. Um, we have a new friend who is breaking new ground in the business world. So I look forward to our, our main segment. And we we can you say gig economy? Just stay tuned. Gig economy.
Uh, this segment is one that we call Her Ride. Capital H, capital E, capital R, I-D-E. It's, uh, it's called Her Ride is Protecting Women. You know, we're all about women and oh, definitely about protecting them. And we're also about women who are smart and uh, enterprising and all the rest. And I guess there's someone who is making an impact for women in this uh, season of gig e- economy, G-I-G. Uh, her company, Her Ride, is not only designed to serve and protect women, but it also helps women build income and wealth, which is also what we're about. Uh, Wanda, you brought our guest to this episode, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Great. I am delighted, Tina. Now, conventional wisdom tells us that if someone sees a problem and they come up with a great solution, that's probably a good business decision. Yes. Our guest today is Jillian Anderson, who came up with a solution primarily for women who want to use ride shares but be safe, and for women who want to make money in this gig economy. Jillian created Her Ride in 2020 in the Atlanta area. She started in Atlanta, so we're going to talk about that. Uh-huh. I'm excited to introduce her. She is the founder and chief technology officer for Her Ride, a company she launched um, in Atlanta, as I said. In fact, she was a rideshare driver for a while, and we'll let her tell us about that. And she's been a professional basketball Thanks, player man. also. So, Jillian, welcome to Tool Chicks. We're so glad to meet you and to have you join us. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. You played ball in college, right? And, and was that at Albany State? I think I read somewhere that you played at Albany State. Yes. So I went to Albany State. First of all, thank you guys for having me. Hello. I want to say welcome to you, Jillian. I'm sorry. I was I, I was thinking about our interview and I kind of I kind of slept that. Excuse me. But welcome, welcome to the show. We are very excited to hear about your business uh idea, decision, and uh give us some and to give us some, you know, some uh, hits as well. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, um, no, but yes, I did. I did go to Albany State University. About- I came in on a track scholarship. I walked on the volleyball team, played volleyball while I was there, and then um, finished out my uh, eligibility playing basketball. So, yes, I played three different sports while I was in school. Wow. That's that's very impressive. And then when you uh, were... Wanda's daughter played sports as well in school. You you, you know that, uh, you know that trajectory, huh? Yeah, I was a basketball mom. So I got my little, I got my little pen still, my little silver pen that says basketball mom, number 33. You You know the life. You also played pro ball. I did. I played a season in Morocco. Good. Great, great, great. So let me just put a little context as to why we invited you on the show. Um, Over the past few years, thousands of people have reported crimes, mostly sexual assault, while using other some rideshare companies. And and let's be real, about 90% of those crimes are against women when when they're Mm -hmm. rideshare. So Jillian, is this how you came up with the idea for her ride? Was crime your motivating factor or or what what got you started on this? And also we want to tell Uh, you what her ride is. Oh yeah, no problem. So her ride is a female friendly rideshare app. So we are basically just like Uber and Lyft. Um, We are a rideshare company where we're made for women by women. All of the drivers on our platform are women. And so we cater to everyone when it comes to giving rides out. Um, but like I said, all of the drivers on our platform are women. Our drivers, they make um, 80% of the fares. So they keep 80% of the money whenever they complete a ride. Um, we keep 20%. And then right now we're only available in the Atlanta area. Um, so yes, the idea came from me driving. I was actually driving ride share um, as my full-time job. Um, I, I, would drive, I would drive between Ubers. Um, I would do Lyft. I would do DoorDash. I would do pretty much any gig app that was available in the city. 
Um, I believe there's an app called Roadie Out. I did that as well, where you just pick up packages and deliver them to people's houses. So I did pretty much any gig, any gig work that I could find. It match it works out with my schedule pretty well. Um, you'll you'll notice a lot of people my age, between my age range, actually prefer gig um industry jobs because you can set your own schedule. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's what I used to do. Um, and when I would drive women at night, they would tell me over and over again, you know, I was canceling rides till I got a woman driver, um, or I would cancel a ride until I recognize like a woman's name. They would ask me if I could get like if they could get my personal numbers so they could just do cash rides or just pay me through Apple Pay instead of paying me through the app. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have sh- shared weird experiences that they've had, um, oh, uncomfortable experiences that they've had with other drivers before. Um, so like just hearing that over and over again, um, it just um, I, I was listening to a podcast, uh, found out that Lyft was started by two people. And so I was like, oh, I think I can do something like this as well. Uh, my background's actually in computer science. That's what I went to school for. Okay. And so um, that's where I got my degree in. And so that's um, so I took, you know, that knowledge, did some research and uh, put that's what I put my money and my time and invested the last three years of my life in. Let me, let me ask you this, did you, I'm sorry, Javon, did I both have questions? Did you, did you expect to be a business owner? Is this something that was in your mind? Did you have, you know, was there a trajectory or a plan or did this come to you just because of what you just said? You listened to all these women and you saw a need and filled it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always had a job. I've been working since I was 12. Um, I've had opportunities to become like a manager or things of that nature. And I never, and I've never taken them just because I've always felt like, like I could start a business that's better than the one that I'm working at or something like that. And it's just like, I guess that's just always been in my nature is to be an entrepreneur. Um, but I've always kept a job. So I do kind of like, yes, you can like the people around me, they're like, yes, this is definitely, this is definitely in line with Jill and whatever that, you know, her life path, because she's been, I've been doing stuff like this since college. I started a clothing line in college. Hmm. I used to customize hats. I taught myself how to cut hair. Um, so yeah, I did. I did, I did a lot. You're that girl. Just, okay. Well, yeah, no, yeah. So, right. Yeah, I've always. Yeah. I'm always you're, you're doing something. You're, you're in. You're in. You're in good company. Well, yeah. well, I I asked that because I just wanted. I guess uh, the people who are listening, who uh, will be encouraged by what you say, and they'll think, "Oh gosh, that's a great idea." You know, how come someone didn't think of that before? Uh, I know that you want to go to other cities, and I'm sure they're up there women in other cities, you know, who are interested maybe in starting this same kind of thing. But I know that you're the original. So you're, do you plan to expand to other cities? Yeah, so we, yeah, so we do want to expand other cities. Um, the I, I'm interested in expanding once we have at least a thousand drivers in Atlanta driving. Um, I want them given at least 10 rides a week. Uh, I'll be comfortable um, expanding to another city once we do that. And then we'll pretty much replicate the same thing that we did in Atlanta and every other city from there. Um, and then uh, if we need to expand in multiple cities at multiple times, uh, preferably if we receive the funding that we're trying to raise, we'll be able to do that as well. So so you've already been raising f- funds and, you, and you're still out there raising more money? Yes, ma'am. So um, we actually just completed our family and friends round. Um, and so we did a small uh, fund of $30,000 for a raise. And so we finished that. Um, we just finished that last month. And now we're going into our pre-seed round. And so we're trying to raise 1.5 million right now. Wow. Um, uh-huh. So yes. 
So that's how much Uber and Lyft first raised um, when they first kind of came on the scene. A lot of people don't know that that's the amount of money that they raised. They pretty much threw all of that money into marketing and advertising. And that's how you've grown to know those two names as the only two names in Rideshare now, um, because they were very strategic about how they spent that money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want we kind of want to do the same thing. Um, so that's our that's our current ask right now. And I feel like, you know, being are you, in Atlanta, are you open to investors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, yeah. we're open to serious wait, 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 yeah. Let's, let me, wait a minute, Julia. Let's take this moment and pause. You know, you know okay. uh, this is a great idea. If there are any investors out there who you know who want to uh, want to want to support Julia, support this idea or make some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is what business was, is for. I was thinking. I was actually thinking about Shark Tank, which is one of my favorite business TV shows. Boy, I bet if you took this to Shark Tank, you'd have your money immediately. You'd have to give up something. So I know you have to think about, you know, whether you actually want to do that because they they want equity. They want big equity. Oh, yeah, they want. They they are some sharks out there, but. Um, They're sharks. They tell you. <laughs> we're ready. I mean, we're prepared. We're prepared to offer um, a good amount of equity if if the numbers, if the numbers are right. Um we have been um we've been asked to to participate in a couple of pitch competitions so we oh. are you know actively raising money getting our faces out there letting mm-hmm. people know that we are here we are on the scene we're actively taking rides in Atlanta that's yeah. the biggest thing that i want to like let people know is like we're always looking for drivers uh there are people that are constantly requesting rides for the app we're in we're in talks with the um airport right now Hartsville to be approved onto the you know onto the airport officially and so that's going to be a big deal. So, yes, we're actively moving behind the scenes outside of the whole. I know raising money seems like a whole big fancy thing for me. I'm not really into all that showing faces, shaking hands and all that stuff. I like to do the work. Dog and pony shows. I know. Yeah, I like to do the work. And so, yeah, so I have to do that. Like right now, that's kind of like my main role. And and it's, so it's it's. I got to do, I got to, I mean, kind of got to split time between doing both of those things, but I'd rather be in the field, uh, registering drivers, answering questions, answering the phone when people call, when they have questions about things, making sure the app is up and running, stuff like that. Yeah. So <laughs> when you, you know, you, you, let me ask a question, Tina. When you mentioned um, that the drivers keep 80% of their fares, mm-hmm. is that comparable to other ride share companies or is it better? Is it, you know, is, is that a good thing? Oh, it's way better. Um, Uber and Lyft are known to keep around like 30 to 40 percent, I want to say, maybe 50. um, But you can ask drivers. I mean, you can just ask the drivers that you've ever been in a ride show with. You can ask them, like, you know, how much are you making for this trip? Some of them know beforehand. Some of them won't be able to tell you until the end. But it's usually about 40 percent. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I try to be generous with the tips after the ride share. And Mm -hmm. I like the way you do it. You don't have to have cash. You just, you know, and and everything seems. Yeah. Yeah. I like, mm-hmm. I like that. So um, Atlanta is a huge metropolitan area and I know you want to expand to other places, but Atlanta is just so, so big. So how much of the area do you cover? Cause you know, I hear people all the time say, well, I live in Atlanta, but they really live in some other little town. I live here and they live some town I never heard of. Cause I think they're making up some of the names of these towns since Tina and I lived there many, many years ago. Exactly. <laughs> how much of the area are you covering? I mean, how, how competitive can you be? All right. So we tell everybody if you're in the center of Atlanta and you drive 30 minutes in any direction, that's how that's where we cover. That's the radius we cover. Um, so if you live 30 minutes outside of that radius, we don't consider that the Atlanta area. And so we don't cover that yet. Oh, um, a lot of people call me and they ask and they're like, hey, the 
the app saying you're not available in my area. I'm like, yes, because we're not available in your area okay. because we're not like, you know, that's what that means. Um, if you're in, if you're in our zone, then you are in our zone, you are in our radius. Um, but once we have enough drivers that can, you know, can meet that demand, once we get towards those outer perimeters of the radius, then we'll start to expand it a little bit more. <laughs> but yeah, we got to keep the driver demand and customer demand. Like it's a rate, it's a ratio that you have to like keep balance. Uh, Cause if I don't have enough requests from my drivers, then my drivers aren't going to log in. And if the drivers aren't logged in, then the cut, when the customers log in, they'll see that. And then they're not going to request any rides. Can you see the rides so. on the app? Like I do on, on the other ride shares where you can you tell see, like the cars yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I like that because it you know it tells me how long it's going to be and mm-hmm. I, I have time to wait if I'm in a hurry. So so I, I was talk, I, I I love your business idea and the, and the model. Your model is brilliant. And I was talking to a young woman the other day, someone who wants to start her own business. Right now, she's just working on her ideas. But what would what advice would you give to a young African American woman or anybody really um, who wants to get started on the path as an entrepreneur? What are one of the two things that you would sort of help them as, as they move forward? Um, I would say um, make sure it aligns in the industry that you already love, that you already enjoy. Um, I was already doing ride share. So I like actually naturally enjoy just being in my car by myself. I enjoy giving people rides. I enjoy kind of having that conversation. If people are interested in having a conversation, I enjoy riding in silence. If people want to ride in silence, but like I enjoyed that. So it didn't bother me at all. And so me having a rideshare company isn't far-fetched because I was already doing, I was already working in that industry. And so that's what I try to tell people. Like a lot of people try to think, they try to think too, too hard about what it is they should be doing as an entrepreneur. And it's like, well, if you're already in this industry, why not do this? And then just, you know, have your own. If you're already, if you're already a manager or, you know, someone highly, highly ranked in a, in a, in some, in some type of industry that you're super, super good at, you can start your own business in that same industry. So it sounds like go with your passion, whatever your passion. Or go with your passion. That's what I tell people. Go with your passion. Mm -hmm. I mean, if your passion can't fund your, um, your career yet, or if your, if your passion can't fund it yet, don't quit your day job. Yeah. Don't quit your day job. I tell people just find a day job that is a lot less taxing on you mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep a job. Don't just not work. <laughs> keep a job. Keep a job, the sister say, you know, yes, please. Very, a wise word. Yeah, wise yeah. words. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, if, if the drivers or investors want to reach out to you, work with you, especially other cities across the country, how can they do this? Um, they can reach out to us through email. So we have an email. It's admin at getherride.com. So that's G-E-T-H-E-R-I-D-E.com. Um, so you can email me um, or you can reach out to us on social media. We're at um, our tag on social media is at Get Her Ride on all social media platforms. So you can reach out, uh, reach out to us through DM there. I may be a little bit more slow on that response. I'm a lot quicker on my email. So I just tell everybody, just please email us. Uh, that we do have a number on our website that people try to call. I tell people also, please text that number because we don't answer that number very often. Um, if you want a quick response, you can get a, you can get a quick response to, from us through email or text message. 
Great, great. Oh yeah, this is this is a new generation, Wanda. You yeah, know, I know. Oh no, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get back to you with a quick text, okay? Tina and I, I always tease. We're always teasing because Tina likes to text, and I like email because I tell her my fingers are too fat for the little keys on the on the phone. But I'm trying, <laughs> trying to hang in there. <laughs> they, they can get you. We'll have all this information. We'll have all your information on the um, um, YouTube version. We'll YouTube. Okay. 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 Yeah, absolutely. People will get in touch with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, Julian, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with us. This has been wonderful. Um, no and again, you know, support the sister and her and her team. We're so proud of you. And we look forward to, to calling her right on, on the next time we're in Atlanta. Um, or maybe someday when we're in Miami or Chicago or Los Angeles or somewhere else, all over the place. So thanks so much. And, and we just wish you all the best luck. We do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Good for you. Tina, it's time for us to drop some wisdom, but I don't know if I have much wisdom this, this time. I don't know. My my wisdom uh, jar is getting empty right now. So I'm at, maybe after vacation, I'm going to have some more. But I just thought about just this little one. And, and I know where I've said this before in another way, but I guess my wisdom is take care of your body. Um, you're never too, too young or too old to take care of your body. And this is much for me as it is for our listeners, because I'm trying to do better. Um, I'm drinking more water. I'm really feeling good about the water I'm drinking. I'm eating healthier. I'm trying to get more sleep because, you know, our sister Jeanetta told us a long time ago that we need to we need to get more sleep. Um, but I know I, I need to get back in the gym. And I guess that's my biggest challenge to find the time because I love going to the gym. I just haven't been finding the time. So I'm trying to listen to these 73 year old aches and pains and using ice on my leg when it hurts when I after I walk the dog. So that that's my wisdom. Take care of your body. How about you, Tina? You got any wisdom this time? Well, Wanda, I, I hope people look at the uh, YouTube so they can see me looking at you. What? You stole my wisdom. I did? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, I my you stole mine. Is, <laughs> my wisdom is to you, well, sis, let me tell you, learn lessons from an old chick's busy weekend. And that is start being active right now. Wherever you are, I mean, going up and down stairs and uh, keeping up with people and driving. I, you know, I, if I had not been active a little bit, you know, I really wouldn't have been able to do that. So you start now being active. If you're young, you start now for a lifetime. If you're middle-aged, now's the time to make that commitment. As Wanda said, uh, uh, my guest, my, my guest uh, this weekend told us a few uh, months ago. Yeah. Sleep was so important. Sleep was was vital. So you make that commitment to take care of yourself. And if you're an old chick like Wanda and me, and <laughs> Wanda and me, well, I was just laughing because I remember something you you or I said. You said, "Let your butt be your guide." Ooh, you know, stamina. One of the things that I one of the things that I noticed when uh, I was at Wanda's house one time, and she was at the kitchen sink, and uh and. Uh, she she had on her, I guess her dog walking clothes. And I looked up and I went, oh my goodness, your butt is beautiful. It was high and strong. And 
I said, oh my goodness, you can serve tea off your behind. It was so hot and wonderful. I mean, this was a 73-year-old butt. I'm, I don't mean to embarrass you. No, it was only mother. 72. It was probably 72 oh, when you oh, saw yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've seen, I have seen your butt. And one of the reasons is, well, as Wanda, even before she got a dog and started walking uh, her dog regularly, uh, she would go to the track, she would go to the wife. She always kept, you know, ha- ha- kept going. And so now I'm envious of her butt. So I'm going to have to start walking I a little bit. I wish you could have some of it. Wanda, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. It might be, but, you know, it it might be, but the but pants do. the pants don't always fit so good. So, you know, I'm... I, well, I, 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 wait I, a minute. I asked you, I said, do you have on those like tight, you know, uh, fitting pants? Didn't I ask you? You, you, you asked my hand on Spanx. <laughs> I asked if she had on Spanx. I sure did. Yeah. And she reached down and pulled the, you know, the, 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 the fabric to show that it was just, you know, just uh, me. You know, regular little, you know, <laughs> pants, you know, with nothing to it. So yeah, yeah. Let let Wanda's let's Wanda's uh, uh butt be your guide. It's gonna be my guide from now on. That's too you much know, wisdom. Too, too much well, Wanda, I want, wisdom. I want flexibility, stamina, um, muscle mass, all those things that keep us active as we get older. So now it's the time to start. I can't believe you stole my. Uh, <laughs> stole my I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you will see. You will see on the. You'll see on the uh, YouTube that uh, we, of course, were red again. Uh, we we never planned this, but we've been together so long that we often match, even if we didn't know it. So we didn't talk. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I didn't want them to think we were trying to be twins. Long. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. If you're on social media, please subscribe on your YouTube and follow us on Twitter at um, Chicks Old and on IG at Two Old Chicks Podcast. And, and also remember the collective collection of essays that Tina and I co-edited uh, is Meeting at the Table, African-American Women Write on Race, Culture, and Community. Uh, it's available at Down South Press. That's downsouthpress.com. <laughs> Thank you, Wanda. Until next time, love and peace. Bye-bye, everybody. Love, love. <laughs>